say you want some more ways to win well there's more there's so much motivation out in this world from people who have done extraordinary things and have recorded monumental speeches or written books that will just light a fire underneath your ass and send you scorching ahead towards your goals and dreams my friends and family. So, let's have a part two of Ways to Win. How about that? Start off with this one. 20 years from now, just think 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things that you didn't do than by the ones you did do. So, throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, Catch the trade winds in your sails. Explore, dream, and discover. Mark Twain. And during his day, an adventure like that where you didn't even know what was going to happen, just try and take some of the necessities and hope you survive. But that's the whole point. He's living fully. Not a day wasted. Something unique, something extraordinary, something fun. Probably every single day of his life doing things like this, going on adventures. That's one reason why a lot of really successful people say you need to travel more. To experience other cultures, to absorb uh, different landscapes to see the way other people live. Not only will it inspire gratitude, but it may um, open your eyes more spiritually to the ways of uh, this world and the possibilities of a creator or whatever it is you might believe. But If you stay in the same place, like you're living in a city in the concrete jungle looking at the same shit all the time, it gets kind of hard to get inspiration. And there's things out beyond your couple 10, 20 blocks that, man, there's a world out there. Go see it. Go achieve some things that, you, that you're dreaming about, that you want to do. Don't stay in the same place. Mark Twain's comment is wonderful. Just think 20 years from now. What he said. How disappointed you will be by the things you did not do. Not by the ones you did, but by the things you did not do. Set sail. Go for those things. Great comment, I must say. All right. Practical. Let's go with like some philosophic 
Greek men. Well, I may not have a cluster of them together. I have one right here. Aristotle was a Greek philosopher. Everybody knows. First, have a definite, clear, practical ideal, a goal, an objective. Second, have the necessary means to achieve your ends, wisdom, money, materials, and methods. Third, adjust all of your means to that end so that you may achieve what you're trying to achieve, basically. That's what he's saying. In a very philosophic and well-worded grammatically perfect way that I do not speak in. Makes a lot of sense. See, the the way that he puts it all in line there, have a definite, clear, practical idea, a goal, or an objective. What is it, first of all? Second, he says... Have the necessary means to achieve what it is that you're after, this goal or objective. You need certain wisdom that goes along with getting from A to B. Do you have the money and the materials, the methods it may take to get there? Maybe it takes a fucking airplane or a boat. Think about all these things ahead of time. Then, third, he says, adjust all of the means that you have to that end so that you may achieve what you're after. It seems like such common sense, but people make things complicated. This is a simple one. And you should definitely do it. Don't leave this to children. Dreaming, after all, is a form of planning. Gloria Steinman. I'm sorry, not Steinman. Gloria Steinem. S-T-E-I-N-E-M. Dreaming, after all, is a form of planning. That's right, your dreams, when you're daydreaming, maybe the dreams that you wake up in the morning and you saw yourself doing something in the middle of the night and that's what you want, maybe that's what you should be going after. Maybe that's you planning right there and you need to give them dreams some help. Your dreams can't make all the plans for you. Okay, next. If you look at what you have in life, you always have more. If you look at what you don't have in life, you'll never have enough. Oprah Winfrey, most everybody knows her. That is a matter of focus. If you look at what you have in life, you'll always have more. 
You're looking for what you have. You can go from one thing to the next. I've got this, I've got that, I've got this, I've got that. But if you look at what you don't have, that's the list you're going to try and construct. Your brain looks to make you happy. Your brain looks to complete the list that you are trying to make. And if you are negative, it will complete your negative list of all the things you don't have in life. How you're a victim. How the world's against you. Great quote by Oprah. Pay attention to what you focus on. (laughs) This is a great one from an old gentleman that most people will know. Vincent Van Gogh the painter. I would rather die of passion than of boredom. Would you rather die doing a beautiful painting? Something that was near and dear to Vincent Van Gogh? Or would you rather die by yourself sitting in a dark, lonely room drinking a cup of tea? Or watching television? Think about it. Wouldn't you rather live your life until something shuts off, like the switch just goes out? But you're still doing what you love. You're a race car driver. Die driving that race car. Die out at the track working on the pit crew. Whatever. You know what I mean? If you're into rock and roll bands... Play your music until you can't get up on stage anymore and then try and do some stuff recording at the studio at the house. Be like Johnny Cash. Die still recording stuff. I think that's the way Willie Nelson's going to go out too. I would rather die of passion than of boredom. Great comment. Thank you, Vincent Van Gogh. We dig it. Ooh, listen to this one. I attribute my success to this. I never gave or took any excuse. Florence Nightingale. Now, today's era of people, the human beings that are being raised today, How the hell are they going to get away from saying no excuses? Read Jocko Willink's book, Extreme Ownership. Take responsibility for everything that happens in your life. Even stuff that you would definitely say is somebody else's fault. If you look at it from another angle, you could be the reason it happened. It's a way of considering things that places extreme discipline, responsibility, ownership, all these major things into your life that adds confidence, that makes you into a powerful human being, man or woman, or in between. 
I attribute my success to this. I never gave or took any excuse. And from that point, once you've taken responsibility, you do better. Because what happened was a failure. A common attribute we keep finding amongst many people is you run into a failure, but it does not stop you. In fact, you own it. I fucked up. I will never do that again. Maybe let's not use an absolute. I will try my absolute best from now on to never let that happen again and put in place a plan to stop it. At least lessen the chances of screwing up. So, dig that one. Very good. Okay. I'm trying to find a good one here for you because I don't want to share just anyone. There's so many wonderful quotes from so many highly intelligent, influential, motivational people in this world. I have learned over the years that when one's mind is made up, this diminishes fear. Rosa Parks. Now, this is the lady that would not go to the back of the bus when this was a very racist country. Different water fountains, different restaurants, different parts of the city different segregations in schooling and busing. She said, I'm as much a human being as anybody else, and I am not going to the back of the bus. You know how scared she must have been? A little frail woman doing that? But she believed what she believed. She stood up for it. And she said, it it diminishes your fear. If you have made up your mind, it diminishes the fear. That fear may be just barking in your ear, yelling, screaming at you. Make up your mind against it to shut the fuck up. I'm doing things this way. And for her, it diminishes the fear. Now, here's another thing about fear. Too many of us are not living our dreams because we are living our fears. Les Brown. Is that not true? It is. Too many of us are not living our dreams because we are living our fears. The the fear is dictating to you, telling you what you will and will not do because they're going to laugh at you. You're going to look stupid. You're going to sound awful. You're too fat. You're so ugly. You have no talent. 
You can't talk in front of people. You'll stumble. You're going to have a heart attack. Oh, she'll never go out with you. Oh, he he would never have anything to do with a, a thick girl like you. Uh, it goes on and on. Fear always tells you the evilest, nastiest, horrible stuff it possibly can. It, it cuts you down so low. And it's a safety mechanism. It's trying to save you from rejection. But it's okay to get rejected. I'm not saying I've learned how to do this. Fear has ruled most of my life. I've had a severe problem with it. Never really have gotten to the bottom of it because lots of therapies are too damn expensive to get to the bottom of where it's at. Why that wiring's crossed and how you can change it and trigger things differently. But we can look into the minds of overwhelmingly fantastic human beings like this and go, wow, he is right. I know over half my life's been ruled by fear. I mean, if I think to all of the opportunities I missed because a fear came up in my mind and told me something bad was going to happen if I went and did that or whatever it is. It's, it, it shows up at the most inopportune times. It usually shows up when there is an opportunity that is going to change your life. That's when fear shows up to fuck you and make sure you stay right where you're at, where you're comfortable, so you do not ever change and do not ever have a complicated life. But that is not your greatest life. That's not the greatest you. So do not let fear rule your life. Listen to Les Brown on that quote. Here's a good one. It does not matter how slowly you go as long as you do not stop. Confucius. Beautiful. It does not matter how slowly you go as long as you do not stop. Tortoise and the hare. You heard that story? They're in a race. It's a little bit more of a long distance race. The bunny rabbit takes off 100 miles an hour. Not that fast, but you know, fast enough anyways. Tortoise is just barely creeping. Well, gets about three quarters way through the race and the rabbit has nothing left. He's crawling and the tortoise is steady moving. And by the end, the tortoise crosses the finish line. Slow and steady wins. Not the sporadic up and down and up and down of going crazy. And Anyways, it's not a matter of how slowly you go. As long as you don't stop. Slow, steady, consistent behavior on your goals, on your dreams, on projects, on anything. Maybe you want to write a book, set a certain amount of words you're going to write every single night or every morning. 
or every weekend or you want to learn how to start doing um, some kind of graphic design, 3D computer animation work or 2D animation or there's so many different programs out that do so much cool stuff. Well, there's tutorial videos set a time and a day and start sitting there little by little. Not how fast you go, but consistency. Pick out that time to do it and do it over and over and over. Eventually, you will become an expert because you will do it enough times. They've got that 10,000 hour rule out there that makes you an expert, which I do not believe. I believe you can become an expert in less than 10,000 hours at something, or it may take longer because nothing is absolute. I think maybe as a general rule of thumb, 10,000 hours is good, but maybe 5,000 hours, maybe 2,000 hours is going to make you an expert in whatever field it is that you want to be in. Maybe because you have a little talent that goes along with the obsession that you have to go after this, which makes you learn quicker than the average person at that given subject. Just something to think about. This is retarded, kind of goofy, but I'll say it anyways. Nothing is impossible. The word itself says, I'm possible. It's true, it does. And that's why I don't like dealing in absolutes anyways, because impossible, um, you know, saying I can't, uh, just things like that, they're no good. It's just, it's never good to speak in absolute terms because almost everything can be done given enough time, effort, energy, willpower, drive, obsession, talent, whatever. There's so many different skills that can come into play to get this supposedly impossible task done. I mean, right now, there's so many things science says is impossible. I guarantee you, a hundred years from now, or a thousand years from now, we'll look back and go, those guys were like cavemen. We don't drive anymore. We just get in little vehicles that are shuttles that take us in the air off to where we're supposed to go and it's all it's impossible right now but it's gonna happen in the future or um elon musk is doing these chips inside your head that are supposed to link up to the internet and it's gonna be to the point of where he was talking on joe rogan about us being able to communicate without even talking just with our thoughts science fiction sounds like bullshit scares the hell out of people but we never should say something's impossible because usually that's when it turns out to be true this is one that is an absolute just like all the others anyways life is 10% what happens to you 
and 90% of how you react to it. Charles Swindle. So if something horrible happens, that's 10% of it. 90% of it's your attitude. You get a gun, you shoot somebody, you go to jail for murder, your life's over. Uh, maybe somebody comes up talking some smack to you and you talk to them and you try and calm things down and everything work, works out. Uh, maybe you're trying to do a sale and you're about to lose the hugest client for your company. If you do, the, the business will go bankrupt. 10% of life is what happens to you. They say they're going to leave you. 90% is how you react to it. So you try. You uh, give it your best shot. Well, you recover the client. You said just the right thing at the right moment. You don't know where the words came from. But you didn't just drop dead right there that moment when they said it, they were done with you. Okay. <laughs> Dream big and dare to fail. Norman Vaughn. Well, that's a great comment that I don't need to add anything to. All your dreams should be big. All your dreams you should dare to go after and you have to fail to achieve them because you will never be successful the first second, third, fourth, fifth time. You're just going to have to keep trying and trying and you get better and you, you get better. Here's a philosophic look, again from one of the Greeks. An unexamined life is not worth living. Now, some of you may agree, some may not. Do you like to look at every facet of the way that you're living and examine how you handle things and tweak and turn the knobs and micromanage and decide from a very stoic point of view how your emotions will be handled your way, how you will control them instead of your emotions controlling you? I think that is more of how Socrates lived his life. It was in the Stoic perspective. He controlled his emotions. They did not control him. But if you don't examine your life, you can also not find out if you are doing anything with it. You cannot find out if you are productive, if you are helping people, if you are loved by people. Do you love anyone? Do you have a passion or a love for doing certain things? Are there certain foods that are your favorites? I mean, an examined life shows so many sides to you. I mean, we have the potential of love and the potential of hate. We have the potential of peace and the extreme of war. We have so many differences inside of our skull the brain can produce all these different chemicals that send you into different feelings like Socrates and Adolf Hitler probably are exactly opposite people why I don't know could have been the way he 
both of them were raised. Uh, could have been wiring from birth, something in the brain. I don't know. Interesting point he brings up, though. An unexamined life is not worth living. So take a look. See what you find. Pretend your life is like that closet that you just keep throwing shit in or your junk drawer. And you open it up, dig through it, see what you find. This is a beautiful one that I think I can exit out on. Miss Oprah Winfrey, I'll give her one more. You all know who she is. She's been in the media forever. She is a positive beacon of light and love, and she's a good soul on this earth. She says, you become what you believe. What do you believe? What is the predominating thing you believe? In love? Do you feel hate? Do you feel anger? Do you feel lost? Do you feel lonely? Figure out what is the dominating thing that you believe. It could be controlling everything in your life from the sounds of what Oprah Winfrey believes. All right. Get some tenacity. Go after some things in life. Be a winner. Don't let life whoop that ass. You got it, Daniel, right? So go do it. Whatever you're after, I wish you the best. May all the glory come to you. All the good karma in the universe. May God bless you, however you want to look at it. I send those vibes your direction. And hopefully you'll send them right back at me. And if you are on any kind of a podcast site that allows you to rate and review, please rate this podcast highly if you would. If you enjoyed it, I would appreciate the the honesty. Just go ahead. Yeah, give me a good rating if you liked it. Uh, Say something nice. Um, There's an email at the very end. If you listen all the way to the end, you can get that email. You can shoot me some advice. You can uh, criticize me. Maybe tell me some stuff that I can fix. I'll listen. Also, one thing that's very important is you can support the podcast on the Anchor page. Yes, for as low as a dollar a month, you can support me keeping this thing rocking and rolling so I can keep doing it. I do not have that $100 million contract like Joe Rogan. And in this lifetime, it may not happen. I might get a $200 million contract. I don't know. But it's not here yet. So, I haven't got a $100 contract. So, this is me doing this on my time. Sharing some good stuff with you people out there in podcast land because I love you and want to help you and give you some motivation, give you some information, give you some reasons to change some things in your life, to do some things better. And, hey, it's there's so much information out there these days. 
between the internet, podcasts, YouTube, Netflix, Hulu, blah, blah, blah. It's just like, it's almost like eating processed food. There's so much trash out in the world. I'm trying to give you some good whole food to chew on. Whole information. Good information that can actually service you and do something for you. So, may it do so. Take care, people. I'll catch up with you on the next one. Until then, take care. Later. Keeping it real. Do not consider these episodes as medical advice or expertise in any area. I do deconstruct some experts and their material and deliver it to you. But please do all this at your own risk. Contact keeping it real at gmail.com.